as you start your day. I meditate every day. I meditate every day and um, I do it in the mornings and uh, I do it for about 10 to 15 minutes. And uh, I, I think it's important because it just, it, it, it sets me up for the rest of the day. You know, it helps me. It's like, it's like, it's like having an anchor. You know, it's, it's um, if I don't do it, I feel like I'm constantly chasing the day as opposed to being able to be controlled and dictate the day. Not that you're you know, calling the shots on what comes forward, but the fact that I am set and ready for whatever may come my way. You know, I have a calmness about whatever comes my way and a poise. Um, and that comes from starting the morning off with meditation. What's that box for? It's my soapbox. If you have important things to say, you use a soapbox. If now isn't a good time for the truth, I don't see when we're going to get to it. Before we get into this episode of The Soapbox, I want you, if you're not driving, to stop for a second. Close your eyes and take three deep breaths. As you've noticed, episodes of La Soapbox are generally about things I'm personally interested in. That applies to no episode more than today's. Today I want to talk about meditation and to make perfectly clear the effect meditation has made on my life, other people's lives, as well as the science behind the practice. Meditation has gotten me out of places and periods so dark in my life that I can honestly say that without meditation, I probably wouldn't be here today, both in the flesh and doing this show. I give meditation the credit for almost all of the good in my life these past few years because the ideas have come to me when I slowed everything down and gave myself a second to digest life. So often we move a million miles a minute and figure the best way is to just keep going and just keep doing that. Just keep working, keep going, constantly shifting our attention from one thing to the next without checking on ourselves. This is especially relevant today in the age of social media and mass advertising. We don't even realize how much garbage gets thrown at us daily. And then how much of that garbage we carry with us for the day, week, year, and even throughout our lives. Now, what I'm also speaking to here is mental health, which is something you've probably heard a few famous people discuss before. But I think the error in the conversation is that it suggests that going out and getting a therapist or something is easy and you can just go through your insurance or whatever. That's just not true. I've had a therapist for a little while, about a year ago, and I hope to find a new one soon. But therapy just isn't accessible enough to our people, at least, be it through access to a therapist like near us, one that understands us. It's just not accessible enough to be the first option. I'm not saying therapy isn't amazing, but let's be honest about how reachable it is for the masses of black people. The remedy for this that I found is meditation. Meditation is free and you can literally do it anywhere. You just sit with yourself and take inventory of your thoughts. Now, I know a lot of people try meditation and say it doesn't work and they can't shut off their mind, but just know that doesn't mean you can't meditate. It's just the opposite, actually. It means you can. You're probably actually overdue to begin meditating. Russell Simmons is the man who taught me to meditate through his book, 
Success Through Stillness. I credit him with changing my life without us ever even meeting. In an interview he did promoting the book, he spoke about the constant thinking and the importance of taking a moment to be still. You're going to have, at first, lots of thoughts. And even during the meditation, lots of thoughts. Less and less, but, you know, say you have 100 thoughts, 50 thoughts. Oh, 30 thoughts. There's one that I want to pay attention to. So you pay attention to it. And then you'll watch your thoughts from a distance, because what you want to do in life is be in walking meditation. You want to have, you want to watch, be the watcher. The yogis refer to it. In fact, they call it the watcher. So mm-hmm. the person in the world, but not connected. So therefore, not attached. So therefore, he can be act with more thorough, thoughtful, you know, so you can do twice as much in half the time because you cannot do shit in the future. You can't do shit in the future. You realize that a lot of our stress comes from what did happen or from what's about to happen. Rarely are we stressed about what's in the present, the moment that we're in. Being present has become sort of a cliche, but an easy example I can give you of what it feels like is think of the last time you laughed really hard, like the last time you busted out laughing because your friend or your sibling or whoever said the funniest thing you ever heard. Think about that moment. You weren't thinking about how you had work later that day or about an argument that you had the other day. No, you were completely focused on that joke and that moment. Now, I've been meditating for about seven years, and I'm not going to lie to you and say every day I move through life with that kind of awareness, but I do have that awareness more often now than last year and the year before that, and I can say I've been more present as time goes on ever since I started meditating. Meditation is a practice. It's important to remember that because you'll keep in mind that you're going to get better at it. The first day you go to a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, you don't expect to know all the moves of the teacher that's been there for 10 years. Instead, you focus on your own improvement and through discipline, eventually, you yourself will be able to teach people some moves and with continued discipline, you'll be as good as the teacher. What's interesting about meditation also is that it's like a workout for your brain in the same way jujitsu or weightlifting is a workout for your body. You can literally change the structure of your brain. Sarah Lazar, a researcher from Mass General Hospital, spoke about the way in which meditation changes the brain in a lecture she did. So the first study we sort of did was uh, we took um, people who had been meditating for many years and we put them in the scanner and we compared them to people who had never meditated before. And we found that there were certain brain structures where they had more gray matter than controls. And uh, the areas that were larger were areas involved in sensory awareness, and um, uh, which was very consistent with what we know people do when they meditate. This is a form of meditation where you just pay attention to your senses. The first study though was criticized because uh, you know meditators often have different diets, they have different lifestyles, so maybe it has something to do with their, who these people were as opposed to their meditation practice. So the second study, what we did, was we took people who had never meditated before, and we put them through either an eight-week meditation program, or we just scanned them eight weeks apart. And we showed that, indeed, there were changes in brain structure. She mentions gray matter in that talk, and I should explain to you that gray matter is the part of your brain that processes information. Some also link it to creative capacity. So through meditation, you can tangibly improve your brain's ability to make decisions and enhance your own creativity. Like I said before, all my creative ideas come from meditation, and I didn't even know any of that stuff about the gray matter increase. But aside from the creative benefit I get from meditation, it has also taught me how to remove myself from a situation. 
not sure if that's the best way to word it, but I mean, like, remove my preconceived notions and rather than be self-absorbed or wrapped up in my own ego, through meditation, I've been able to put myself in other people's shoes. At my best, I'm free from my own self. The comedian Russell Brand on his YouTube channel discussed the effects meditation has had on his life, and he spoke to that idea of being free from oneself better than anybody I've heard. To be free from the self, almost like what we really want is to be free of the self. We will take drugs to be free of the self. We watch movies to be free of the self. We buy clothes, eat food, fall in love to be free of the self. And yet, what do we, are we continually telling one another? Be yourself, be yourself as if that something could be realized through this constructed identity. Meditation helped me to understand that I am not what I think and feel. I am witnessing what I think and feel. That, and as I do that, I'm less likely to get involved in altercations, conflicts or problems that are as a result of my thoughts and feelings. They still happen and I still have the thoughts and feelings, but my relationship with them is changing, it's getting easier. Those conversations with self are so important. I can't tell you how many times I've been able to check in with myself and judge my actions and both be disappointed because that's natural too, but also check in with myself and tell myself how proud of me I am. That sounds weird to me saying it out loud, but it makes such a difference, y'all. Like, I can't even properly put it into words. Sometimes, though, if I'm being completely honest, I skip meditation. Even after doing this for years, I get into grooves where I feel like I don't need to practice meditation every single day. And what always ends up happening is eventually this wave of anxiety and depression starts to creep back in. It's pretty humbling. I really get into my own head. And if I'm being completely honest... My getting into one of those modes is why this season of La Soapbox took so long for me to make. I become a walking ball of stress, like it completely consumes me. Uh, I can't think of any other way to describe it. But then I find meditation again. And usually after a day, a couple days, maybe even as long as a week, it's like the stress just falls off. And I'm back to the best version of myself, completely relaxed. Dr. John Denninger from Harvard explained that relaxation response. So um, as we meditate, it does create uh, uh, the relaxation response. So it's the, the response that is opposite to like the stress response, you know, the fight or flight response where you get all uh, revved up. This is the contrary to that. This is the, the, the solution to that in, in many ways. You get into the relaxation response using lots of different techniques. This isn't to say meditation will work this immediately for you if you suffer from depression or anxiety or that you should only meditate if you suffer from depression and anxiety. I'm talking about my unique experience. Improved decision-making, less stress, and increased creativity are just improvements I think everyone would want in their lives, especially black people. In America today, we're taught so much bullshit, it's honestly a testament to our strength and resilience that we're still here. Strength and resilience aren't forever, though, and we can't just fall into the trap that past generations fell into, where we cope with our stress with unhealthy habits and bury ourselves in our work. That just isn't conducive to a healthy and enjoyable life. Instead, we need practices like meditation to keep our head on straight and keep making it happen. Now, we arrive back at this phrase, mental health. What does it mean to be black in the United States and tend to your mental health? I was watching this Vice News piece about uh, black mental health, and the host, Aslo Slade, sat down with Dr. Theopia Jackson, a clinical pediatric psychologist, about what the phrase mental health means to black people and what she said was really profound. First of all, this thing called mental health is a Western concept. Every institution in America was born from the blood of white supremacy ideology. 
We as black people must now try to live a healthy existence in a sick society. We have always found our own ways to cope, as she goes on to explain. Mental health is limiting because these assaults are coming at us in multiple ways, even before we take our first breath. I would submit to you the way in which we engaged in, in faith-based spaces and places in our religion, that rhythmic nature was part of our healing, right? The ways in which we have our sister friend conversations are part of our healing. But today we live in a society that is more individual than ever, especially during this global pandemic. We've lost so many of our healing spaces and are left with only those in our household for healing time. Thing is, not everybody has somebody in their household that they can have such a conversation with. Again, this is where meditation allows us to look within ourselves and process each day for what it is. I'm not saying meditation will lead to this like ultimate peace, but it will give you perspective. Speaking of that, there's this misconception that meditating leads to this always peaceful and quiet life, but I can say with my decent amount of experience that that isn't in any way true, and part of the success comes from that understanding. Meditation helps you remember that bad days do not equate to a bad life. Meditation also helps you feel those good days fully and enjoy every second. Often in meditation, I go back to good days and think about those warm feelings I felt, and it's almost as if I'm back in those moments. Now, after hearing me talk so much about meditation, I'm sure you're wondering, how exactly do I meditate? Well, there's a lot of ways. Personally, I practice Transcendental meditation, which is essentially sitting in silence with my eyes closed and my legs in what my girlfriend's pre-K students call crisscross applesauce and repeat a mantra. The mantra I use is, hum. I only say it out loud like once or twice and then I say it in my head. I hold on to the hmm for a couple seconds or so and repeat. Thoughts come and go and when they do, I allow them. Think about them. I analyze and I give them attention, but after a few minutes, I go back to the mantra. Hmm. Thoughts are going to come again. Allow them. Think about them. Analyze them. Give them your full attention and go back to the mantra. That's going to keep happening. And what you're going to realize is eventually you're going to be better at sticking to the mantra. That time in the mantra, that, that full focus, first time you meditate, you might be only able to do it for a minute, two minutes. And... Eventually, you're just going to get better at that. I set a timer usually for like 20 minutes. And when the timer goes off, that's it. Another way is to sit in the exact same style and just follow your breath. Kind of like what we did at the beginning of the episode. In through your nose and out through your mouth. Slowly and take deep, intentional breaths. This could be for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, just a decent amount of time. You'll be surprised how quickly time goes by. So I usually don't suggest anything shorter than 10 minutes. I also like to follow guided meditations from time to time. You can find a ton of those on YouTube or various apps. I downloaded Headspace and that's pretty cool. Some people like to use nature sounds. It's really up to you. Also on YouTube, there's apps for that too. But once you begin your practice, I would try all of the different styles and see what works best for you. This season of La Soapbox has been focused on black liberation. And black liberation can't come if we don't make it in one piece. And by that, I mean with our head on straight. There's a lot to learn and a lot of information that we didn't get in school that we need to process now as adults. Meditation, more than anything, has helped me keep perspective when learning all of this information and has allowed me to continue learning more. This is probably one of the shorter episodes of La Soapbox, but I promise you, if you begin meditating, it will be the most consequential of any you could hear. 
I am always a resource for anybody who wants to learn how to meditate, by the way. Just DM me on Instagram at Bonos, B-A-U-K-N-O-W-S, or on Twitter at Baudelaire, B-A-U-D-E-L-A-I-R-E. It's not one of those things where if I don't know you, I'm going to be weirded out by you DMing me. Trust me, I'm cool with it. I can suggest books I've read along the way or send some pages by you that may reach you with their explanation of meditation better than I did. One more thing. After the outro plays, I added a clip of J. Cole talking about his experience with meditation. It's different than mine, but I loved his story nonetheless. You can go to Bonos.com for the full versions of all the audio clips used in this episode. That's B-A-U-K-N-O-W-S.com. And as is the case with all episodes of The Soapbox, I'm welcoming opinions, questions, comments, concerns, whatever you have. Just email them to lesoapboxpod at gmail.com. That's lesoapboxpod at gmail.com. The Soapbox merch can also be found at bonos.com. My name is Baudelaire, and thank you for listening to The Soapbox. help in that area the meditation for me is more like being present i'm not trying to think anything i'm not praying about anything i'm just still observing Mm -hmm. so if my mind is racing and it might be nerves or it might be there's a bill due or it might be this is happening in the family i'm noticing it and i'm trying to let it go slow let it go but also not fight it bring my attention back to like my breathing something that's currently happening the sound of that fan. Huh. I just listen and try to like focus on that. And what, it, what you notice is like, your my mind will start going to something else. Like, oh, my mom said something on the phone, boom, boom, boom. And mm-hmm. I'll start thinking about that. And I might go on a 30 second trip on that thought. And then I catch it like, oh, look what just happened. It's fine. Let me bring my attention back mm. to that fan. Something that's like present moment. And like, the, I wanna become a person that does that every day. Mm. Not just when, like, I feel anxiety or right. I feel stress. Because I'm like, yo, I see what it does for me in those moments when, like, things are, like, stressful or, like, I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. It settles me. It brings me, like, back to the current moment. I can't imagine what it would do for me. If you did it every day. On a Tuesday in the crib. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I can't imagine. Like, I feel like. We got to get there. You got to get there. You sure. inspired me. You just, I just learned something from you just now because I get anxiety about meditation because I do that. I travel, my brain starts and then I get frustrated with myself and I'm like, mm. I can't do it. Oh, like I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And then, then I get aggravated and frustrated and then I don't want to do that again. And That's... so I don't do it as much as I should. But giving yourself the like freedom to just yeah. kind of say, I got that. Okay. But let me. Yeah. I'm going to try it that way like next you're, time. It's supposed to be, like, when you yeah. start meditating, that's supposed to happen. All it's showing you is that, and all it's showing me and showing all of us is that, like, I, I'm not in control. I'm letting my mind, like, run mm. the show, which is fine. I don't want that to happen for myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, like, a slave to my thoughts. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, and, and I feel like that's how I've been living my life. Yeah. Being, like, a slave to, like, my thoughts. And... 98% of my thoughts ain't even my thoughts. It's something I've seen on Twitter, heard on TV, something my mom told me when I was younger, something somebody else said me. So these thoughts are like, 
fears and worries or like just ideas from other people and it's like that stuff is controlling me yeah in a meditation and i i'm talking about it as if I do this all the time. No, but it still doesn't matter. Okay, it's cool. bad. Somebody like me who only does it once in a blue moon and wants to, it, uh, you're more advanced than me. So you get that. You, so you're like, already more advanced than cool. me. Cool. So it's like, if you catch yourself doing it again, yeah. just enjoy the fact that you can even recognize and that bring it it's back. hard. Okay. Yeah, like, oh man, like this is hard for me. It's okay. Let me just bring it back.